You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. What a past couple days. What a weekend. No, not weekend. It feels like a weekend. It feels like a weekend, though, for me. It's Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's been a great couple days. Yeah. Got the privilege to... Come hang out with. Yeah, go ahead and introduce what we Kenny, got going on. Kenny Cartridge. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> with, uh, so, as always, Patrick, to my left, Mr. Chandler. Yep. And then the, the main guys of why we're here put on this shindig for us, but, um, Jeff and Matt. Mm hmm. Hunter. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Hunter. There is a Matt somewhere. Matt, we met Matt. Yeah, um, Matt's our plant manager. Man, yeah, he, Matt is the plant manager. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, so, kind of tell us who you who you are, like, so people know as we as we get into this shindig here. But yeah, sure thing. I'm uh, Jeff Barry, uh, vice president of sales and marketing for Kent Cartridge. Uh, Run run sales and marketing for the for the uh, brand here, and yeah. this is Hunter Colbert. I run all the social media, digital marketing stuff like that. If you seem like a familiar face, you've probably seen me at any one of the shows across yeah. the country. Um, yeah. I'm road dog for <laughs> Mr. Kent Cartridge. Yeah, that's right. He's is he going to make an appearance today? He, I, th- uh, I, th- I think he's put away. Yeah, Mr. Cartridge down the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, won't be showing up today. Okay, I got you. Good deal, Pat. Would we? Uh, yeah, we got a, We shot some five stand yesterday. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, and I've never done the five stand. Um, I'm more of a backyard trap shooter. So, uh, it's funny because when you told me we were going to shoot five stand, I'm like googling pictures. What is this? <laughs> You know, I'm the, shoot, I still use a hand thrower every now and again. But, uh, so when we got out here, though, they have a five stand set up at the place we're staying at out here. Uh, Prospect Hall, actually. So what's what's the closest town? So we're in West Virginia, where Kent's hometown, or, you know, where Kent has been since 97? Yeah, since 97. We'll get into that here in a second, but yeah. And what what's the closest town, I guess, area we're at? Yeah, we're in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. So uh, Kent is, uh, our factory is in a town called Carneysville. Uh, but for most folks who might be familiar with West Virginia or this area of the country, uh, we're really near Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, a historical town uh, from Civil War era where the uh, Shenandoah River and uh, Potomac Rivers converge. Yeah. Do some fishing on the Potomac. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty cool looking area. And it we've is. seen all sorts of cool wildlife um yeah different things yeah hunter's a native west virginian so he yeah. uh he knows all the secrets He's out the, here oh yeah it's a it is a hidden gem especially yeah. the eastern panhandle the farther you get up the more diverse the land gets but the, the hunting opportunities go down so this is definitely a very condensed area of waterfowl whitetail turkey I mean, even bear, depending on the time of the year. You oh, can gotcha. Get, yeah. yeah. A lot of rolling hills and valleys. and Yeah. 
Yeah, it's atypical is, for what what most people think of West mm-hmm. Virginia with the mountainous terrain. So it's it's really a small area of uh, West Virginia, sandwiched between uh, Northern Virginia and Southern Maryland. No, so we came out here to talk about a new uh, load, a new shot shell. But you know what? We kind of wanted to talk about Kent cartridge, Kent ammunition altogether. So I mean, Jeff, do you want to? do a real quick recap of, of Kent and, you know, where it started and what was some of the first stuff you guys were doing? Yeah. Uh, Kent has somewhat of a unique story because I like to share with everyone because of the entrepreneurial spirit with it. Uh, it started, uh, in the mid 1990s, uh, right after the, uh, U S fish and wildlife service and the Canadian counterparts, uh, banned lead shot for use on migratory birds. Our founders were, they were avid outdoorsmen and, and uh, they weren't satisfied with the current uh, with the first generation of non-toxic shot shells. They were wounded birds, and they felt like there had to be a better way. And rather than wait for something to come out from one of the existing manufacturers, they pooled their resources to come up with uh, uh, with a new product. And uh, what ended up being our tungsten matrix product, which is where you take tungsten and a, a poly- tungsten powder and polymer, combine it into an alloy that mimics lead but is yet non-toxic. And that was 26 years ago, and it's still one of the most revolutionary products out there uh, for uh, for waterfowling and for even upland game birds because it's a lead clone. And uh, so, so to our founder's credit, you know, they weren't going to wait around for, for an existing manufacturer to do it. They went out and found this product. We're able to secure a loading facility here in West Virginia, which is why we're located here. And we have a history of meaningful innovation really ever since. And, and that innovation is all, all designed around making sure that the end users have a good experience in the field and, and uh, can uh, ha- uh, bring effective yet affordable ammunition. Yeah. And then... So tungsten matrix, and then there was fast steel after that, and then yeah, and then twenty twenty three years later, how many? How many? What? How many years later? That I guess twenty six now. Yeah, we're in our twenty sixth year right now. Yeah, and then we got a new load coming out. Um, I guess um, fast steel two was released in twenty twenty nineteen twenty nineteen. Yeah, and now we have fast steel plus, um, which is a pretty cool load. Um, before we get into that, I guess we went and checked out the factory, uh, which is pretty cool. Pat, what do yeah, you think of that? it's not far. What, we're about 10 minutes, felt like? Yeah, about 10 minutes 10 away. 10 minutes it's from a, where we're staying yep. at here. But um, it was definitely what I envisioned. And then, like we talked about, just, uh, you know, what we saw. But uh, the efficiency of everything. Yeah. And how it's done was, I don't know, that was the first thing that stuck out, just how, uh, I mean, I guess they'll, you know, we got some footage of it um, that people will be able to see, but just how it's centralized each pod or whatever the station, you know, that each person's at and just how everything's right there. It's not this, you know, giant, what you, what, you know, when you think of a factory, you know, or, or any factory, you know, this long line of people just, you know, going away. I thought I was going to walk in and like a hundred people just. <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh, well, um, and I thought everything would be more horizontal set up where the line, uh, you know, all the f- everything's being fed on a more horizontal spectrum instead of a vertical. 
Right. But when we get in there, everything is, it's, you know, not, it's not, it's all fed from up, you know, from the top down. Gravity's free. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything horizontal, you have to, you have to create that motion, I guess. So. Yeah. They're, they're pumping it out though. Yeah. Jeff kind of explained to a listener, like how, you know, how a house shells made and what we were looking at today. Yeah, uh, we're somewhat unique where we uh, we assemble pre-made components into our, our high-performance ammunition. And uh, how that works is, uh, as these guys were mentioning, it's gravity-fed. So uh, uh, we have big hoppers of, of components, uh, hulls, uh, uh, wads, uh, shot. So what happens is your, your hulls uh, come down vertically into the loading machine they get oriented and then powder which is fed on demand from our powder bunkers up above the loading machines via a tube is dropped into the into the hole then and you have your wads and various check stations along the way uh, that that make sure that there's powder in there and the wads put down with the appropriate pressure Shot is also dropped vertically. Uh, you, you guys saw them uh, uh, change some of the shot out after one of the hoppers ran out. They changed that, f- fed vertically down. And uh, you know, after, after you have your, your wad, then your shot, then there's about four different crimping stations to ensure that, that you have a good, uh, good quality crimp and load fit. And it's all happening uh, at a fairly, fairly good, cr- uh, fairly quick uh, clip uh, each machine has two different stations so every every stroke of the machine there's two different uh, there's two hulls getting loaded at the same time it's pretty simple process uh, but very small and condensed like you were envisioning a, a long mm-hmm. assembly line and it just wasn't right. that way yeah. we have you know tw- uh, you know several stations for our loading machines and and they're all in a fairly condensed area not much bigger than the table we're sitting at here yeah, yeah. and you're saying that uh, that one machine we were we started talking about was you're saying a case a minute potentially. That's uh, that's the top end speed of that. It yeah. can kick out about a case a minute, depending on the depending on the product. Man, that's seems like quite we're a bit. Rocking, and it's never enough. It's never we enough. That's right. <laughs> we always want more. Yeah, there is no yeah. such thing as too much ammo. No, uh, uh-uh. no. So yeah. And then I what a uh, couple things that I noticed like um, the one machine we were looking at. Um, it does everything all the way out to um, just grabbing the box and filling up the case. Yep. And then some others, um, we'll put them in the 25-round um, chunks or whatever that would go into the box. And then you just hold the box and it yeah, puts and it in there. And all you got to do is, you know, shut it down. Right. And... What what we like about those automated packers is is the operator can be uh, uh, really focused on on the quality of the product. So it'll it frees them up and and uh, and eventually all of our machines will have that. Yeah. And did I on the one machine we were at the prepackaged one? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were putting them into the case, but the the label on top. Was that going on there too? Yes, it was. Um, they were adding it on yep, that, top, and then the box would go in the case. That's correct. Yeah. Now it's pretty neat, and then we—I mean—we got to see the holding area, like the the finish finished. You know, the pallets are loaded up, and then they're just they're rocking, ready to go for the next uh, 
They are. It, Next it, truck to come by and pick it up. Yeah, it's an, it, it, we've got a truckload for you guys ready to go out the door tomorrow. Hey, we so did, uh, we did. Uh, we walked in. It was sitting right there by the <laughs> exit door. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fast deal plus is on that. That's uh, so you, you know it's going out. Uh, yeah. Uh, as soon as we introduce the product, you guys will have uh, have uh, have it in your stores. But you know, one of the things about a a seasonal type product is based on the demand curve. We have to be building the inventory well ahead of season or else we'd never be able to satisfy the demand. Uh, so that right now, this time of year, the warehouse does look pretty impressive with inventory. Yeah. You know, one thing just looking at the, that some people ask, and I don't know if, uh, if anybody has actually asked, but when you see plated steel, what does that give the, pellet when it's plated I just yeah. i didn't want to forget to ask that no that's a that's a good question patrick uh plated steel is simply that steel is is, is plated with uh, uh uh with zinc and what that does is uh allows gives an element of corrosion protection okay uh certainly we don't want our shells to be submerged in water but there's different conditions you're hunting in high humidity you know you drop it down a little bit if, if you see a little water seep into the, uh, into the crimp uh, it, it's not going to rust as quickly so uh, we just wanted to provide an element of, of corrosion protection short of outright sealing the product which was, would take fast steel to a to a different price point if we did gotcha okay so at, at the factory my my favorite part was the the ballistic lab oh yeah yeah <laughs> Um, that was pretty cool to see that. What's the name of the device that he was using? Um, what was, I forgot the name of it. That was a pressure barrel. Pressure barrel. Okay. And, uh, how does that thing work? It's, it's guess, uh, I know just enough to be kind of dangerous. So I'll try to explain what I know in, uh, in, in layman's terms. It's, it's a, it's a barrel designed for test purposes only. It's pretty, it's, it's a fixed battery and it has uh, sensors on there that measure uh, for the, for your chamber pressure and PSI. And then we have got a chronograph downrange that'll measure the, uh, the muzzle velocity at uh, uh, a prescribed distance away from that barrel. So, so shots actually going down some type of range down there. Yeah, we have a trap that gotcha catches it, and then we. Because I don't think I could see that down there. No, it's yeah. it's, it's pretty dark, and we've got soundproofing. But yeah, yeah. It, it goes down there, uh, not quite forty yards, but it's a ways. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So it is actually. It looks like a, someone made a shotgun in their garage, but but <laughs> it it's actually like a way the, more advanced than that. Like because, an old school cannon. But you're yeah, you're pulling small. the trigger with a string, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's and it's got all these sensors mounted up to it and computers hooked to it and it's measuring all these things. And I thought that was pretty cool. The the process, just the little bit I talked with um, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, he was reloading and rocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, and that's the one thing I asked. So we were doing, um, um, which we've discussed earlier today. So we do the um, the temperature tests. Obviously, we're not all hunting when it's 70 degrees out. Right. So we temperature temperature test at zero and at 125. That's um, correct. And then at the 70. Um, and he was just cranking them out. And I said, is there a time limit, you know, that you're trying to get in? Um, and he said, you know, you definitely want under four minutes 
at how many ever you're doing. You know, you don't want to take all day doing it because then it changes your variable that you're setting up. But, but yeah, and he he does a pretty good job with that. And yeah, he he's been doing that for a lot of years uh, just, uh, uh, in in our factory. And and that, you know, not only does he do the R and D. The, the temperature testing that we do in the R&D phase, uh, he also handles uh, the daily uh, uh, quality control checks where at certain intervals during the day, rounds are pulled off the line and shot through that pressure barrel to make sure that, you know, everything is, is as, as designed. To so. make sure they're going through the machine correctly, nothing yeah. got out of whack or... Yeah, that they're, that they're performing yep, within, everything within our is, specifications. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. So, so Jeff, go into what you're looking for and all that data that you're reading. Yeah. Uh, number one is, is consistency and safety. Uh, safety, number one, then, then number two is, is consistency. So uh, we, uh, we're, we're a supporting member of SAMI, uh, which is the industry's governing body to make sure that we're loading ammunition safely. And we use their uh, specifications as guidelines for, you know, average pressure or maximum pressure when we're developing loads. So we want to make sure we're within those those guidelines. And then beyond safety is the consistency part. And this is a hallmark of kink cartridge and something that we're very proud of. Uh, if we say, like Fastio Plus, uh, the, what we tested today, that's a 12-gauge, 3-inch, ounce and a quarter load that we say is 1,450 feet per second. Okay, we want that to perform at 1,450 feet per second, no matter what conditions the folks are, are hunting in. Um, so industry standard seems to be about a plus or minus 90, 90 feet per second on on uh, uh uh, on on the velocity readings, so which, which might surprise some people. Yeah, it, it, you know that that's quite a bit. We we try we try to cut that in half for our standards, and then we even you know we're happy when it's even better than that. And uh, I think today, uh, I think today the test we did uh, was was within twenty five feet mm-hmm. per second at across the three temperature readings. So we were very pleased with that result. And, uh, you know, it was just a sampling of the R and D work that we do. So, uh, but I, I was, I was pleased to see how consistent that is. And that means something to folks when, when you're talking, if, if you're going to get a hundred feet per second swing in your velocity, when it's cold out versus when it's a mild day, you're going to see that in the field. Okay. You're either going to be ahead or behind. You're, you're, you're just going to, something will be off. You might not know, but when we say it's 1450, it's going to be 1450 or, or really close to it where you wouldn't even know no matter what condition you're in. And that's important. Yeah. So I, I think the, the average, the room temperature one was one foot per second off of the 1450. Mm-hmm. And then the others were within like 24, I think was one, 24 feet per second. Not, not bad. Um, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's, guarantee there's definitely some other shells out there not kent that would you know yeah you see, vary a lot you, see a, you know a decent yeah we we, we take speed, a lot of but, pride in our consistency and i that that's that's tough to explain it's tough to put in an ad or on a video uh but when folks are out there using the product you're in and you're out you know, your, your true 60 day duck hunters who hunt in a lot of different conditions, they're going to see it. They're going to recognize it. 
and, and I think that's why we've been able to, as, as an independently owned uh, or family owned uh, shot shell company, still be in business for, you know, 25, 26 years. Yeah. Um, so you want to jump into what's coming out? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. I mean, it's when this podcast released, um, when, when, when's June 1st? What day is that? It's a uh, Thursday. 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 So this podcast will be out for, will be out four days after this release. All right. Uh, it'll be out on a Monday, but, um, so if you, you're tuning in, you might have seen something on Instagram or, or somewhere, but we're talking about fast steel plus, um, which is different than fast steel 2.0. Um, Hunter, why don't you talk about that a little bit? And so, you can give it to Jeff too, if he needs to get into the, the nitty gritty of it. Oh yeah. So fast steel plus is the layered shot shell. 2.0 is based off of single shot. Festival Plus, you get BBs, twos, twos, fours, and fours and sixes. And the unique thing about Plus isn't it, we slowed it down a touch from 2.0. 2.0, you're averaging about in our three configurations 1500 feet per second. Slowed Fastio Plus down, and it <laughs> key we talked about keyholing a little bit earlier, but the smaller pellets draft off the larger pellets, and it really sucks the pattern in. So at 40 yards, you guys got to see it today. It was just a tremendous pattern, no holes in it, and just covers all your bases from a duck hunting perspective. Yeah, was, you could see it. And, and we'll have some clips on top of this video as well showing some of the different shots that we did. But it was it was pretty cool to see. I mean, they all patterned great. But the, when you shot the – when we saw that the twos and fours go against the pattern board, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and, and that's something what we set out to do was create the best patterning load we could. And at Kent, we've pushed the uh, the envelope in terms of velocity. We know how fast we can make a steel shot shell go uh, and do it safely. We know where there's where you start to see a diminishing return in, a, in, in, in your pattern uh, with these velocity and payload combinations. And, you know, again, the goal was to create the most – dense meaning you know highest percentage of pellets in that 30 inch circle at 40 yards and then the most uniform so how evenly dispersed they were and really on its on its face a standard shot size with with what we produce gives you great patterns but layering the two shot sizes that sucked those patterns in so much better it's it's unbelievable what's happening is the smaller pellets are drafting behind the air disturbances from the larger pellets and, and just sucking that pattern in and it's creating a, a wall of steel. We're, we're, we're saying this is next level lethal and it, and for a steel shot shell, it is. Yeah. yeah. You're getting that, uh, you're getting more pellets, same energy. I mean, you're getting everything you want, uh, by layering, like, let's just say twos and fours. You know, say you're a, a guy or a girl that shoots twos and you like to duck hunt and that's your thing. By doing the twos and fours, you still get that same knockdown power um, at the same range like we were doing 40 yards. Yep. Um, but, you're, but, but you're also maybe increasing your... Uh, because you're getting more pellets in there. So That's correct. It's all around... Yeah, what we're seeing is is if when you when you're comparing to say the uh, the larger of the two shot sizes, you're you're getting increased pattern density or more pellets in your pattern, and at either a net zero trade off in um, energy or a negligible 
decrease in energy. If you're comparing it to the larger uh, or, or the, the smaller shot size, say like the number four, you're getting a similar pattern density, but a nice increase in energy. And you're doing it by, you guys are loading them by weight. By Isn't weight. That correct. Correct. Yeah, that, that's correct. So uh, our, our two and four, we, that's the one we were shooting the most of and, and talking about today, has a total pellet count of 198 pellets. By weight, that's a 50-50 mix, gives you 78 number two pellets and 120 number four pellets. Okay. No. Do you know off, off the top of your head what a, what a shot number two is by itself? Single, like a single, what... I don't know. Not off the top of my head. We'll have to look at our little cheat sheet. Yeah, that's all right. But uh, I mean, it's definitely a lot more. When I was, we talked about like the data that you guys did on all this. You did tons of testing on on what you're actually going to get out of this this mix load, and it seemed like the consistent thing was it was cool to see that you know your your pellet count goes up, and you don't suffer a ton of payload. And then, but when you then you go over to the pattern is what really Mm -hmm. really really uh, exploded like you know just the pellet pellet count in that 30 inch uh, that 30 inch circle that you guys like was was pretty cool to see yeah what what we did visually today for you and uh hunter hunter can probably jump in a little bit but there is a reason why we shot twos threes fours and then shot our twos and fours after that. We were shooting non-shooting Cs, so it gives a great visual representation. Twos were great. Threes were, were, were good. These were all acceptable Kent, you know, acceptable patterns. The fours were looking, man, that's a good pattern. And then we shot the twos and the fours, and it was about equal or maybe even a little better. And Patrick, I told you, I said, you know, mm-hmm. you saw that you, you commented on how good the four was, there's an identical pattern, but it's got a whole bunch of number twos in well, there. It's got so some twos in there yeah, as well. And, yeah. and that's, that's the whole premise behind this is it's not just a whole bunch of fours. You're getting the energy of the twos in there. So that's, that's giving you a, a nice jump in lethality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I've done old pattern testing in the past, um, I don't, you had an acronym for it on your, on your stat sheet, but I looked for like these big gaping holes in the pattern. And that was when I didn't like the pattern. If I saw, and there were some times I would find a a hole that was so big in the pattern, a duck could fit through it, you know, potentially, you know, or the kill zone at least, you know, and we weren't seeing that on the, on the twos and fours pattern today. It was like perfectly spread out. You know, we sent, uh, when we were developing this and we've spent a fair number of years, uh, testing this and, and validating what we're seeing both, uh, with third parties and then in the field. But when we sent this off to be third, third party analyzed, uh, for its patterns, one of the data points it gave us was, was how, uh, how uniform the pattern is. They've got a, a measurement that tells you, you know, a, how, you know, if there's any holes in the patterns, and that's really where we saw uh, uh, the, the data just jump out at us and say this is some of the most even dense patterns that we've ever we've ever seen, and uh, it was really impressive. Yeah, and um, the one thing I was looking at, I know we've we're talking about the 12 gauge. This will be in 20. Yes, as sir, well. Man. So just uh, we said the twos and fours, fours and sixes. BBs and twos in the 12 gauge three inch. 
1450 feet per second, one and a quarter ounce load. And then in 20 gauge, you'll get a twos and fours or fours and six option, three inch, 1350 velocity at NO. Yeah, so I've gotten to use this for probably the better side of the past two years. Anywhere from South Texas, Laguna Madre, Corpus Christi, all the way up to Harper's Ferry, hunting big honkers on the river. It's been twos and fours, not a problem for big late season geese. Fours and sixes, I mean, you can throw literally a steel wall at anything and knock it down out of the sky. It's been a blast to be able to use. And this is the first time that I've had the experience of a product launch. So kind of being behind the scenes while all this is going on has been awesome to do. Well, that's yeah. the one thing we're seeing is the, like, you using it out in the field. It's not just tested in the factory. Um, you know, the standards that Kent's putting into it and the, you know, checking it constantly throughout the day. And Jimmy mm-hmm. back there, you know, yeah. doing the stress tests and, and, like, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not like we just load the shells that go in the box and... Hey, you know, good luck out in the field. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, which is nice. So uh, definitely I've, I've gained an extra sense of confidence with some of the shots yeah. that I'm taking too. Well, like normal good. shots, like a passing buffle head shot on the river, called it this year being cocky. Cause I shoot a lot and one, one squeeze dropped it, paddling out, picking it up. It, it adds almost a unfair advantage to it. Did you see any any differences in like like the lethality of the shot? Um, getting birds in close, you're one way or another. But I mean, big honkers, zero cripples, and anywhere I went is it's knocking birds down. We have a video coming out on the first, and the whole video it's a minute fifty seconds long, and every clip in it is birds getting pillow cased, just stone dead. I mean, it, it's a pretty big jump. That's what I was assuming. Yeah, that's what I was just guessing based on the patterns we're looking like, looking at, and just the pellet counts that mm-hmm. you know some of these birds that we're shooting. You know, if you if the pattern isn't dense enough, and you're you know you're not you know if you're a little bit behind it or something like that, you know the birds not just folded but if you get this wall of steel is what you're saying on top of it it's, it's yeah it's pretty lethal pretty yeah. gnarly stuff. might save a couple extra shells fired on the on the water afterwards mm-hmm. save you some money that way yeah i've been there well that's an expensive duck <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i'm excited about the the plus side of things um and i'm excited that we're gonna have it june 1st um mm-hmm. you know ammo has been a little bit crazy um, past couple of years and we're ready for waterfowl weekend. We're ready for the season to kick off and, um, we're super, we're super excited. Uh, yeah, Jeff, we'll have, we'll have Kent there. Yeah. Well, yeah. At our waterfowl both weekend. these guys will be coming up. There. up mm-hmm. So yep. I know yeah. it's when, when you're watching this, but it's right around the corner. Oh yeah. It'll be, be here so, before we know it for sure. We'll, we'll have them up there and you guys can buy some of this and ask questions at the same time so yeah. anything else jeff on the on the on the plus that you wanted to hit on you, you know I, i'm just excited to start getting feedback from the end users because again we've been we've been using this ourselves uh you know setting out to 
you know, key retailers or the media and hearing their feedback. It's going to be fun hearing from, from end users on, on what they think of this stuff. Uh, we're, we're very pleased with it. And just like all Kent products, it's premium performance, but it's going to be affordable. Uh, it's a, it's a slight premium over fast deal 2.0, but, uh, it's, it's not out of reach. Yeah. So, Kent, if if you're if you're not familiar with Kent or if you if you shot a little bit of it, Kent makes a lot of different style of loads and they and in every aspect. This uh the plus that we've been talking about is is a waterfowl load, which is super exciting because that's a big part of Rogers, but we also do, you know, bismuth and tungsten and and uh, you know, lead for upland and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I think Jeff brought some some demonstrations and I don't know what we're getting coming up here what we're getting into but uh, i i kept looking down at the diamond which i didn't know if we were going to get to it and hopefully we do but that's one thing that people ask right they see something on a box or you know diamond shot Mm -hmm. what's that Mm -hmm. what's diamond you're shooting real diamonds yeah (laughs) so hopefully you can explain that with with what we got going on and yeah, so you know we we talked a lot in in our tour about internal ballistics and what makes our load consistent. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're hunting upland game birds, if you're hunting, uh, or if you're if you're target shooting, if you're a waterfowler, the only thing that comes in contact with your target is your shot. And as much attention as we put toward the internal ballistics and making sure that we're running consistent velocities, we also put an awful lot of attention into our shot. And so one of the things I kind of wanted to demonstrate for you guys firsthand with some of this hands-on is a little bit of, of what we use here at Kent and, and why. And going to go back, we'll first start off with our, with our diamond shot lead here. So diamond shot lead, it's, a, it's our premium lead shot, which is highly polished uh, uh, and, and graded multiple times. So you have very consistent uh, shot, both in size and ser- uh, sphericity. Uh, we believe uniformity is the key to, to outstanding patterns. Okay, so it's highly uniform, highly consistent shot, and, and gives you tremendous patterns. Uh, lead, before it was banned, was truly the best alternative out there for shot. And so it has a lot, it's, it's fairly heavy has some density to it, but it also is very soft. That is polished up there. Yeah, so it looks that, like, it looks like steel from my that's side. That's what they mean with the diamond is that, that the spherical pattern and the polishness and the, all that to it. So I'll let Hunter take the hammer here to the shot. Okay. And you can see, or actually, Patrick, if you want to do it, okay. you can see how soft it is. And there's some serious advantages to soft shot. Give Pat a hammer. <laughs> Watch out. What can go wrong? Yeah, I mean, even that, that wasn't. Just flattens out. Yeah. Okay. So there. So what happens there, That again, it's mimicking somewhat of, uh, of what happens to lead when it hits your hits your bird okay it doesn't flatten out like that but it dumps their energy in yeah it yeah. also is somewhat malleable and, and can respond to choke tube changes okay okay so there's tremendous advantages to that steel i want you 
to take a, a steel pellet okay. and try to do the same thing with. Bill Nye the science guy. <laughs> okay, and s- steel is a whole lot lighter. You can even feel that. I know they're not equal sized, but you can tell it's lighter. Oh, yeah, this okay. is... All right, we're hitting it. Yep. Really doesn't. Yeah, you really got. Sorry. <laughs> what? what? Well, what? I guess it. You really gotta. You really gotta hit it. To... I mean, that you could tell a big difference. Yeah, try this one here. Like, like I could. Someone who's joking around with the. With the. With the shot. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you really gotta hit it. It's not gonna change much. Very hard. Right. Okay. So. Uh, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't deform. It doesn't yeah, really, res, uh, respond to choke like, like lead, um, and it's lighter. Okay. So you got to push it faster, uh, for high velocity. Okay. And when, when steel shot shells came out first time, the first generation of it, they were loaded to lead specifications. So they weren't fast. So they weren't very effective. So this is our tungsten matrix. Just kind of tap that with the hammer and you'll see. A very similar response. Yeah, just okay. like lead. Just like lead. Okay. And so that tungsten matrix is what you guys came out with in '97. You're right. The, and, that's and, the and original. Just the original. Really, it's it's priced itself out of the market. Uh, it's it's a far superior to product out there. I mean, feel feel how it, it's same your same weight as lead. Right. It's a lead clone. Um, that's, that's the thing about it. Very superior performance to a lot of other alternatives out there. It's just the price of it's crazy. The polymer that we use to bind it with is expensive. Uh, so there's, uh, uh, that's why we went ahead and started developing our own proprietary bismuth shot. And bismuth is fairly brittle. Okay. doesn't matter if it's our bismuth or anyone else's, you hit it with a hammer, it's going to break. Okay. Yep. So the way we <laughs> test that, okay, the way we test that, actually, I'll get out the first generation bismuth first. It's this. Here's first, first generation bismuth. Okay. You can see a difference in the uniformity of it versus our bismuth. I want you to... Oh, oh, well. Well, no, no, that's okay. It's soft. It'll, if we step on it, we're not going to fall. All right. Okay. Tip of a needle nose plier. Okay, it's get, it's going to crush and okay. go all over the place. <laughs> and so first, the... first generation bismuth. Okay. Okay. It's just disintegrate. Yeah, just disintegrated. Kent bismuth. And again, eventually you will. Yeah, I mean it. I, I want you to try this. It will eventually do it, but it takes a whole lot more pressure. And the problem with bismuth. <laughs> That'll surprise you. Yeah, go ahead and try that. Okay. with the First with the first gen and then with the Kent bismuth. I think we got some safety glasses in the yeah, we probably ATV should. outside. It's all right. I'll close my eyes. 
That should be a t-shirt. Huh. Well, that one did okay. Dang. The grip strength. Uh, try it again. That's a lot. That's the one thing about first generation business. Some were okay. Some were, you know, some would well, fracture. See, some would... that, uh... There yeah, that you, you crushed, crushed it pretty easy. Yep. Uh-huh. And then ours, it will take a whole lot more pressure. Oh, yeah, it came out in two parts. Yep. Yeah. And, and so what would happen with first-generation bismuth is you'd see fracturing during the process of firing your shotgun shell. So yeah, you, barely... lose, you lose a quarter of your pellet count before it even got to you, you know, yeah, got to the a, bird. That's a major difference. So, so what we did with our bismuth is we, we bind it with tin to give it a greater degree of structural integrity, okay? With, you bind it with what? Tin. Tin, okay. Okay, and that's what gives it the structural integrity. Uh, there's also a different process we use to help make it more uniform. Uh, there's a lot, of, there's some products out there that are that are plated with or coated with different types, and really that's just covering up the uh, blemishes. Okay, so we, we like the fact that we bind ours with tin. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a big difference on the first gen to the... Yeah. Just squeezing it. It was. What's that one? This is, this is, a representation of ste- of different types of steel. You mentioned we use the precision plated steel. I want to show you this. Look how round, uniform, and uniform that is. For sure. Yeah, they all look the same. For sure. How about this? There's some funny looking ones in there. Yeah, you get the uh, you get the the uh, what do you like the like Michelin man, you know, the snowman in there. You get right. like a couple uh-huh. of them attached together, and yeah, yeah. So that's that's an opening price point steel that we choose not to use. The reason behind that is we don't think number one, uh, it's not uniform, so it's not going to pattern as good. Uh, number two, uh, it, it, it's, uh, th- there's different, uh, there's, there's dense and, um, sometimes these are full of holes and actually lower density than, mm, okay. than something like this. that has been precision ground right. and highly uniform. So we could, we could make a cheaper product, but we choose not to. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, so not all steel is, 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 is the same. Yeah. It's not all created equal. That, that, that's exactly right. And again, our, our shot is the only thing that comes in contact with your target. It's designed to kill, and we want to do it swiftly and humanely. So we put a lot of emphasis in the quality of our shot. You know, we have three proprietary shot types. Our, our diamond shot is proprietary. It's made uh, by our by our company, uh, sister company in the UK, Tungsten Matrix. Same thing is proprietary, and all of our bismuth uses the Kent bismuth. That's our proprietary shot. And again, we only source the finest steel shot for for our waterfowl loads. Uh, you know, we we do choose to put the put the best in there in in our shot shells. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um. Move that away before I, <laughs> yeah. Before you, you start swinging at other yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Pat, have you ever shot five stand well, before? Um, no. So I haven't done the five stand. Um, 
I learned a little bit doing that, by the way. Yeah. Or realized that I need more practice. It's humbling, uh, isn't it? Uh, yes. It, yeah, it, it is for sure. It can humble you very quickly. Um, we did the five stand. Um, this place is super neat and like learning the. Yeah, you got a relationship out with this place, and this is a. So, this was a was a prospect hall, and uh, it's a pretty cool area. Like a, what 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 is this? Was is this a club or? Yeah, it's a shooting club and game preserve. So they run they run hunts and sporting clays courses and whatnot. Yeah, and so, how old's the 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 building that we just had lunch in? Oh gosh, Ooh. that's early 1800s, yeah, I believe. Something right around that 1800. Mark. Really? Yeah. And it doesn't. It looks pretty good for being that old, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a cool looking. Like when we're looking out the back over there with the yeah, just sitting in the hills and the scenery and the the yeah. If you ever if you ever move out here and you want to join a shooting club. Mm-hmm. This this the place to do it. Yeah, no. Mr. Yeah. Jimmy will hook you up. Yeah. Uh, well, there were some groups out here that came out and were shooting sporting clays earlier. Yeah, looked pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that was a tournament that got washed out on Saturday. So oh, it was really? Just a small little. So they were. Oh yeah, they were. There was money on the line for that one. <laughs> okay. Were, yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. They were shooting pretty good too. Yeah. 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 Um, so we did the five stand. Obviously, we talked about doing the the factory tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to do some uh, patterning with Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hunter, is really neat. Talk to uh, him a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, to be blatantly honest, after shooting the number twos in Fast Steel two point I was a bit concerned with Fast Steel Plus living up to the hype. Shooting that and seeing the patterns, same thing with the threes and the fours. But I guess that just plays into what we put out but the number the twos and fours from fast steel plus really kind of you can definitely tell the difference and you'll be able to see the difference pretty plain as day in the video that you guys yeah and we've got the close-up yeah it was pretty cool to see that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that'll be neat to see um so we got to do that we got to meet some of the behind the scenes people you know full day you might not uh see out front but Trust me, they're they're yeah. a big part of making mm-hmm. sure this uh, gets put out to the customers. It is a lot of our a lot of our employees. Patrick have been with us even before we were Kent. They were loading ammo out of that facility under a different different ownership uh, since 1984. Wow! And that company that they were they were known for pushing the envelope and making high performance loads. So that was one of the things when Kent started, they had a workforce that knew how to load shotgun shells. And a lot of them are still there today. Yeah. And teaching the, teaching the next generation uh, and passing on what they know. And uh, so uh, at, at the end of the day, high performance shot shells, that's in our, 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 our DNA here yep. at Kent. Yep. For sure. Yeah. We appreciate you having us out. It's no, been it's a pretty cu- pretty cool couple of days to see West Virginia. I haven't been I've never been out here before, mm-hmm. so it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I can mark it off the list. The turkeys look like they're in here thick, which yeah, um, chipping away at them. Yeah, we're driving up for the first time. Just a couple long beards running across the field. Yeah, we've seen other turkeys and deer and 
you know, it's been a great couple of days. The, I'll let Hunter talk a little bit about this, but the, the turkey hunting, it's phenomenal. But our season just starts way too late for us. And so we have to endure about a month. Yep. So being a diehard turkey guy, we have 280 acres roundabout at the office that we get to hunt. And when you were driving down the driveway to work every day and have five, six birds hammering off the driveway when you pull in for a month before the season starts, it gets very old very quick. Gotcha. <laughs> so the, you just shot gobbling them. Unless you get oh, it, pulling get down the driveway yeah. if you're having a rough morning, roll the windows down, honk, and every bird in the county gobbles back at you. I mean, it's <laughs> we've had birds. I mean, we filmed birds walking out of the windows of the office, like through the parking lot. It's just, it's a pretty ignorant little uh, turkey hole. They're thick. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. When yeah. we got to the factory this morning, one of the maintenance guys, as soon as I walked in the building, was like, do you hear those birds at the office this morning? They were losing their minds. And it's, we got yeah. about a week left of the season, but okay. I think Jeff's the only one holding tags still. Yeah, I, on, I, 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 I shot one the other day, or about a week and a half ago, so I've still got one more to fill. There you go. You're just holding out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just know. Uh, taking your time. Yeah, uh, last year I uh, uh, filled my last tag on the, on my lunch break. Took about a 15-minute lunch about. break, walked down to one of the a little choke point there on the property, put out a decoy, and hammered the call a couple times, and here comes a... Here comes a nice long beard in, and, and uh, that was a good way to spend a lunch break uh, mm-hmm. working at Kent. Yeah, I mean, that, and it's not like he drove to, you know, I mean, did you? You, you might have taken your truck, but you no, I, to, walk, you I, have, I, I walked out the out yeah. the <laughs> office door. Yeah, you didn't have to yeah, leave no, and I didn't go drive. to another property. <laughs> no. Yeah, that you is know, awesome. he just kind of went outside and went mm-hmm. hunting. That's, That's pretty cool. Stuff. I mean, they roost right out the back door. Really? I mean, in the early season when there's not leaves and stuff on the trees, you can walk out late in the evening. You see them up, like literally standing in the parking lot. And you can see them roosted right Jeez. off the back of the office. So when does, when does your season start? It was like April 20th April, this year. yeah, 19th or 20th. It, it's, it's late because I think, and Hunter, you can correct me being you're the na- native West Virginian. The season dates are basically set to for how it works for the mountain mountainous regions mm-hmm. versus here where we're lower elevation things happen a little earlier and yeah so, they don't, so we don't have zones yeah. we're just the whole state and you can drive two hours west or northwest and you could be two weeks behind immediately so that central part of the state you gain the elevation and it's i mean it's i mean it snowed there two weeks ago they got yeah. inches of snow and we're sitting at 80 degree days so it's yeah. it's a yeah. huge jump didn't our season start on the twentieth as well? Yeah, it was. We're, yeah, we're, I feel we're, like it's right there. Yeah, it's we're right about the same time. But yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. have Virginia opens two weeks before us, and I want to say Maryland was a week before us this year. Oh yeah. So you got every all your buddies on social media blowing it up, and you just keep on waiting. Yeah. yeah. It's a long, long time to watch them. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a pretty cool place out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to come back. Check yeah. it out. You guys got some, you manage some deer out there too, a little mm-hmm. bit. There's a few deer out there, and that, that's another nice perk. We, all, all of our employees, we allow them opportunity to go out and hunt the deer, whether it be our archery or, or rifle season or uh, primitive. We, we allow primitive weapon, weapons only, but they can hunt all the seasons. So it's a nice little perk for, for the employees to have that access. Yeah. 
Gotta like that. Mm-hmm. Gotta like that. Well, Jeff, appreciate you having us out here. Yeah. You you bet. And uh, before we close, I want to uh, present you guys with something to take home to uh, to Steve. Steve does know about this, uh, but uh, uh, you guys were our 2022 Specialty Retailer of the Year. Uh, okay. You guys provide an awful lot of support to Kent Cartridge. Yeah, hold uh, that up, that Pat. Just more than crosses over to you know the whether you support the breadth of our line how you support us uh you guys uh do a great job for for us so we uh we want to recognize that and appreciate uh everything you guys do for us yeah, we appreciate it yeah we enjoy working with you guys yeah mm-hmm. we uh we thank thank you guys for inviting us out here and uh get to see it firsthand instead of just you know so now I get to pass that on to everybody, and and uh, yeah, it's a good good uh, good company to be partnered with and have it in our store. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Um, You're very welcome. We appreciate Jeff Hunter. Yeah, I know he's sitting over there off off camera, but who's that? We'll thank him too. Oh, we'll Jacob. Old, yeah. <laughs> thank or, him uh, too. Yeah, our security driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your been, pieces, he's been hauling us around for a couple of days, so. But um, right, he's, he's got to haul us back too. You so. got the outro yet? You want me to do the outro? Yeah, go ahead. But if you're listening to this podcast, leave us a rating. And this podcast also goes out on YouTube, and we have tons of social media everywhere else: TikTok, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, watch the videos, see all the content. We've made a video about the manufacturing of Kent shot shells and all the stuff about Kent fast steel plus that's on YouTube and all the other social media platforms. So you can get to see it with your eyes firsthand. And, uh, I really hope you guys get some of this for this waterfowl season and test it out. Cause I think it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. You're going to have a lot of, a lot of good luck this season with that, with that load. Awesome. Until next time. Yep. See ya.